my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, Tanner fans! Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta? Holy Chalupas! An unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today, since it's October, I am bringing you a new series entitled Joey and the Girls. Just like in January of this year, I had Jesse and the Girls. Now I am covering Joey and the Girls. And the first episode up is Season 3, Episode 18, entitled Mr. Egghead, <laughs> which aired two days after Valentine's Day, February 16th, 1990. So yes, I'll be covering Mr. Egghead today. Then we will also have Easy Rider from Season 5. And Season 7, The Day of the Rhino. Both of those are Joey and Michelle episodes. I had already covered a pretty much just about the only two-ish Joey and DJ episodes with Joey Gets Tough. I covered that for Dave Poulet's birthday. I believe the other episode with DJ and Joey is... Grand Gift Auto, which I also covered for another one of Dave Coulier's birthdays. So that's why you're getting two Joey and Michelle episodes and one Stephanie episode. Stephanie and Joey episode. All right. So in this episode, Joey gets a job as a guest host on an educational television show for children where a prop injures Stephanie. I would sue 100%. But I think that's also the station that hosts Wake Up San Francisco, so I don't know how that would work out. As long as they're paying the medical bills, I mean. <laughs> so, this episode's got a 7.0 out of 10, based on 246 ratings. We have Mrs. Hardesty, played by Wendy Cutler, and... Returning for hopefully the last and final time, Walter as Wit, <laughs> Walter as, uh, Wit Hertford as Walter, the boy that we first were introduced to in Nerd for a Day. This kid, oh my gosh, I don't know, it's like he's got a grudge on Stephanie now. Well, Talk about why that is. So this episode was directed by Bill Foster. Writers, of course, Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Rob Danes. Do we have any... We don't have trivia. It seems like sometimes there just is not trivia. There's goofs. Continuity at the beginning, when Jesse and Stephanie are practicing for picture day, and Michelle comes in, Stephanie goes and sits on the coffee table. You can see that at 150 she is sitting there. At 204 she is gone. At 209 she is there again. 
They probably took multiple takes of it. My goodness. Just calm down. Revealing mistakes. Stephanie goes down just as the punching prop that breaks her nose, in quotes, goes off. It is an obvious phony hit. They were not going to injure Jody Sweden just to get this shot. That is, no, they're not doing it. Liability issues. You're not breaking a child's nose for comedy. I'm sorry. You're just, you're not doing it. All right. So, of course, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let all you Tanner newbies, a.k.a. the new listeners of the podcast, who are just jumping on the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast, for the first time, I want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast. You can download the SoundCloud app, or you can... Go to iTunes or your podcast app and search Full House or Fuller House. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupits podcast will pop up and just follow it. Also, the podcast does have social media where you can follow along and learn what episodes I'm doing, what series of episodes I'm covering for which month. Just go to Facebook, type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. Click on it. Like it. And also Instagram, <clears throat> excuse me, OMHC, Full House, Fuller House Podcast, Twitter, OMHC, Full House, and the podcast even has a email address where if you would like to write in your opinions on episodes, memories from your childhood of either, you know, Full House, your favorite characters, favorite episodes, least favorite episodes and characters, I would love to hear from you. If you have fan fiction of Full House covering seasons that we never got, like season 9 and 10 of Full House, season 6, 7, and 8 of Fuller House that we never got, I would love to hear to see those. That would be really, really awesome. I Once I'm done covering both shows, I think I'm going to look into what fun family fan fiction is out there for either show and just see how people get creative with the characters that would be really cool to see also there are some full house stephanie books that i definitely want to get to and then i can also do like compilation podcast episodes where or like stephanie's greatest moments jesse's greatest moments or you know certain subjects and fun stuff like that so the email address of course is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com and it is also listed in the episode description on soundcloud now if you are a tanner regular and you've been listening for a bit and you'd like to show some love and support to the podcast jump on itunes and leave a review all five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans, new and old, like yourselves. You know, have fun with it. Use emojis if you want. Try to get me to guess episode titles based on emojis. Or if you want to hit me up with a Full House trivia question or a Fuller House trivia question, that would be cool, too. All right, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. But, of course, before we get into the official episode, we get the adorable beautiful golden nugget of a cold open which is usually like an under 20 second clip 
just an extra nugget, an extra scene that is just like, oh, and a little time it, you know, contains Michelle, which is adorable because she's so cute. All right, so we have Danny and Michelle in the kitchen just to the right of the stairs. They're sitting at that little desk, which hardly ever gets used. This, I feel like, is like the first time, and then I think the second time was when Stephanie's writing <laughs> wedding invitations for her and Tommy Page in season five's Crushed. So Danny is giving Michelle the honor of leaving a new answering machine message for everybody to hear. And he basically says, just tell them hello and to leave a message and wait for the beep. Are you ready? And he says, are you ready? And she says, I'm ready. So the, <laughs> the thing that he hands her, it's almost like it's like a circular microphone thing, like thing that you would speak into. And he hands it to her. She says, hi, people. And she starts singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. I'm surprised he didn't get the whole family in on it, like singing a quick little song or something. Get the whole family in on it. Like, hey, we're the Tanners. We're not home right now. Please leave a message and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Leave a message. Bye. <laughs> she said the abbreviated version, version of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And Danny, like, takes the little microphone thing from her and says, please leave a message after the beep. Michelle gets angry with Danny. She says, hey, that was my job. I'm like, well, sweetie, you were busy singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And Danny says, okay, well, then you can do the beep. Michelle says, it's me again. Beep. Oh, God. Didn't record that whole. So only when they're speaking into it will it pick up voice? Or did it pick up that whole conversation that they were having afterwards? Because if you think about it, if it only picks up when you're speaking into it, that is a lot of dead air that's going on. It's like, oh, my gosh, I want to leave a message, but I can't sit here for three and a half minutes waiting. And just before we cut out of the cold open, Danny tickles Michelle says, beep. This is a very big moment for you, Michelle. It's your first message on the family answering machine. Now, all you have to family do is say hello, machine. leave a message, and wait for the beep. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. On your mark, get set, go. Hi, people. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. I wonder what you are. Please leave a message after the beep. Hey, that's my job. Oh, the microphone must have picked that out. Okay, you can do the beep. It's me again. Beep. <laughs> no, okay, so when she says, hey, that was my job, <laughs> the microphone is like right there. So that microphone is probably picking up <laughs> whatever, they're, whatever they're saying. That is an awkward. Luckily, I think you could erase it and do it over again. I remember when we had an answering machine. Um, gosh, it was probably seven or eight at the time. And it was the kind that came with the little cassettes, like little itty bitty cassettes. And you could like buy replacements at like Rite Aid or wherever. And the reason I remember this is because it was r right, 
after you know my mom had had a stroke and she was you know struggling with her speech and I just I remember this time I mean it's still kind of fuzzy but when she was trying to record an answering machine message and she had to keep you know doing it over and over and over again because she wanted to get it right and her speech unfortunately due to her stroke was preventing her from doing that yeah just you know seeing this cold open it immediately made me think of that i remember when i had to um when i moved out on my own and I had to come up with my own phone message and I think when Pam had called my phone number she had heard the message and she said I don't think you want to leave that type of message for people when they call you and I, I don't know whether I came off kind of rude in the message or something and she's like oh if I I wouldn't call back if I heard that I'm like mm listen to my voicemail I think it pretty much carries over over because I've had the same um, cell phone line for quite a while and either it's the same message or whether it's just an automated one saying so-and-so is not here please leave a message at the beep I'm seeing a scene in this because normally you know I'll fast forward through the um, the openings because I've seen them so many times but there's a scene here in the season three opening theme song that I've not seen before. Danny is dust busting a vacuum. I mean, we've seen him do it on the show in episodes and stuff, but I'm like, in the opening? I gotta go back, because I wonder if there's other stuff they might have added. See, this is just so fun. Just seeing these little itty-bitty tidbits, things that may or may not have been there before, and I just overlooked them. Okay, this is, okay, I want to take a look at this opening. We've seen them running over the hill before, right? Um, <laughs> because the way, when I'm looking at, like, DJ, and yeah, everyone's kind of out of focus. We got DJ, we got Jesse wearing a yellow sleeveless shirt, probably tank top, but he's got short hair. But the thing is, with DJ, she looks like kind of season one-ish DJ, and even Stephanie as well looks like season one Stephanie. Michelle looks like she's nine months old. Because Jesse, right on cue, I, I do not see a mullet on him. In season one, he had the mullet. Season two is when the mullet, you know, gets forcibly removed by Stephanie when she takes a chunk out of it. Go. They really are loading up that I get there's, five, well, six, because you got, you know, three guys and then, you know, the daughters there. They're loading with umpteen things of cookies and cookies bags of cookies sleeves of cookies 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 so many cookies and i'm sure all the veggies and all that stuff are on the bottom of that grocery cart are going to be like crushed by all those bags of cookies I see season two dj riding rocket that's from dj's very first horse this is a season three, yes, because I thought he was wearing the same, Jesse's wearing the same white t-shirt with the, um, that vest, and Michelle's wearing the same, that's from, I swear that it's from the episode, and they call it Puppy Love, when we meet, you know, Puppy Comet. I mean, he's nameless in that episode, because, you know, they just pick him out. Actually, it's interesting, because... They don't officially name Comet until it's a cold open for the episode 
Dr. Dare rides again. And if you don't see that cold open, you never know how Comet gets his name. I always assumed growing up that he got his name because, you know, Comet is a type of, like, a clean, um, like a bathroom cleaner. Like, we always have, like, a container of it in the bathroom for, like, scrubbing out the tub and stuff. And I just assume because Danny likes to clean, like, that's where it came from. Turns out that is not correct. But I'll wait till I cover the Best Friends series in 2023. Unless you already know how Comet got his name. Danny is wearing a shirt. I don't think we've ever seen him wear that color. It's like a peachy salmon colored polo shirt. And he's kneeling on the living room rug where the coffee table would be. And he's using a dust buster on the vacuum. We've seen him do this. I swear it was in the, and they call it Puppy Love episode, where he was cleaning, using the dust buster to clean the vacuum. We also see the girls brushing each other's hair. It's so sweet. Michelle is brushing a doll's hair. Stephanie is brushing Michelle's hair. And DJ is brushing Stephanie's hair. It's, it's just, it's adorable. They're all sitting on Stephanie's bed. It's got to be like the most relaxing thing in the world. Having someone either brush your hair or wash. I mean, to me personally, that's why I find it, you know, because I always get my hair washed when I get my hair cut. And it's, you know, it's, you want to get the right person with a good, real good set of hands. Like, you want to feel, I mean, me personally, I like to feel like it's a basically a massage. You know, massaging your skill. And the thing is, I found that person. I did. It took me, like, a while, but I found somebody. And sadly, they don't work at the place that I go to. So now i got to go and find a whole new person all over again. And it is so... Because I really don't want to spend an arm and leg getting my hair cut. I feel like it's like $70 plus for a haircut and a shampoo. And, and, or even if the shampoo isn't included, I'm like... I just want a haircut. You're not doing anything special with my hair. I just want my bangs cut right across, the, you know, straight across. None of this layered stuff because I don't like how the bangs grow at different speeds. It, it drives me nuts. Some strands are longer than others. It just feels like the bangs grow faster before the rest of my hair does. It's, it's such a pain. Oh, this is cute. I like this. We got downstairs in Joey's bedroom apartment. We got a desk. We got Jesse's keyboard. Jesse is wearing his music creating or jingle creating glasses. And Joey's got a legal pad. And he's sitting in a chair. They're both actually sitting in chairs that have the um, the bottom legs to you know how a chair is bottom legs like front legs back legs it's missing back legs and it's almost kind of like it's hanging there but anyway it's cute because michelle is sitting on the desk there's the phone there and she's answering it okay did they film the oh michelle's wearing the same exact outfit as she was in her room and jesse's wearing the same vest and white shirt so they must have filmed these the same day because they're wearing he and michelle are wearing the same outfits 
They're like, come on, Michelle, give me the phone. That could be a possible client. And they give her kisses. It's so cute. We got Jesse, Joey, and Danny just hanging out in the park, walking side by side. Jesse's got a black cowboy hat on. That's funny. It always seems to end. Either it's ending as everyone sits down to dinner at the kitchen table or at a picnic just outside. I'm just trying to think of the only time that they ever had a picnic in the backyard in an episode was in the Secret Admirer episode. The well, I can't say that's the only other episode Rusty has been, and he's been in two others after that. The New Year's one and Stephanie Plays the Field. But Secret Admirer is literally the only episode that they have a backyard barbecue. Or, yeah, little barbecue with hot dogs and hamburgers and all that fun stuff. Oh, that corn on the cob looks so good. I can't really commit to a full ear of corn, but I can commit to the little nibbler like the mini ones it's like a ear of corn cut in half all right so we come out of the intro jesse is strumming on his guitar sitting in one of the chairs in the living room stephanie races down the stairs she's still rocking these fuchsia cowboy boots is she ever going to move on from those hopefully eventually um she's already in the running with the worst dress I've seen her wear in a long time. She's carrying a Polaroid because I guess that's what you do. <laughs> and she's really worried. She's like, you gotta help me. And he's like, why? What's the matter? And she mentions about class picture days coming up. And I don't mean individual yearbook photos. I mean a full-on class picture with, you know, the kind where the teacher or some kids hold this little sign that says second grade so-and-so's class or something to that effect mrs warbler's class or whoever and i never did anything like that for me it was strictly always individual yearbook photo shots yeah she's like you gotta help me practice for my class picture and jesse tells her steph it's like a week away yeah, but unfortunately, she's been dubbed a couple of not-so-great nicknames due to previous failed attempts at a good class picture, in her case. And she tells me, yeah, I get that, but remember last year's photo? Right when the photographer, photographer said, cheese, I sneezed? And she said, yeah, when the picture came out, she <laughs> gives an example of what her face looked like. Like, her head is held back. Her head is back and she's got her eyes closed and she's about like mid sneeze like snot rockets going into the back of the heads of the kids in front of her like sneeze okay we what is with the insults that end with the word burger jesse's like yeah everyone called you sneeze burger sneeze burger nerd bomber geek burger what is with the burger i don't get it all year guys all year stephanie had to put up with that horrible nickname oh yeah, because normally school pictures are at the beginning. Like, I think they're like, yeah, I remember. They're like September, October. Then you get your pictures in November just in time to hand them out at, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that stuff. So, 
I still remember when I got my senior pictures taken and my grandma was with me and we were going over the pictures on which ones we wanted, you know, one for the yearbook, one that'll go in, you know, the open house graduation invitations. And the lady was like, well, how many would you like? You know, wallet size, like how many would you like to give out? And my grandma, I remember her saying, and it did make me feel a little bad, like, well, she doesn't really have that many friends, so we don't need that many. I'm like... Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> like, I know we only have a couple friends, but we don't need to advertise that. The whole world does not need to know. Oh, I love how Jesse's like, alright, this year you're gonna flash him that perfect, picture-perfect smile. And I love how Jesse, like, takes his foot and, like, shoves that other chair away and it just goes sliding out of the, out of the frame of the shot. Wow, Stephanie is posing, you know, posing with the, the hand behind her head, just like model style. It's like, show me love. <laughs> show me those pretty teeth. Oh, here comes Michelle. She's like, are you having fun without me? <laughs> the way that Jesse stops and looks like, oh boy, I've been caught. It's not a party until Michelle arrives. And he's like, all right, sweetie, you stay right there and I will get to you, okay? Because I got a Polaroid here. Plenty of film. We can take your picture, too. You know, she just wants to feel included. <laughs> Jesse takes on the role of voice of this photographer. Show me love. Yo, yeah, show me love. There we go. That a girl. Let the wind blow through your hair very nice. It's like they're on a beach somewhere, and they're doing a photo shoot for, like, um, like, I don't know, Travelocity magazine or something. Jesse says, be happy, be happier. And you just see Michelle. Stephanie is smiling so big, her eyes are squinted shut. <laughs> Stephanie says, if I get any happier, my cheeks are going to pop. That's the thing I remember someone telling me as I was getting ready for my wedding. Like, it was like months away. Like, yeah, I remember my wedding because... My face was so sore from smiling so much. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that being a thing. Like, you're smiling so much, your cheeks, your cheek muscles are sore. Like, uh, uh, I can actually rest my jaw and my cheeks. Uh, so he hands, uh, picture pops out of the Polaroid. Jesse hands it to Steph so that way she can see just how good she looks there in the picture. And Michelle's like, okay, my turn. Oh, I love how Michelle poses hand on hip and then one behind her head. <laughs> He's like, oh, show me love. Let me see your teeth. Michelle does what we probably all did in the 90s with taking your index fingers and stretching your lips out so you can see your teeth. And that's the thing. I remember my grandma saying, you know, if you keep doing that, your face is going to freeze that way. That is the biggest lie that parents tell their kids to stop making weird faces. Like, stop stretching your mouth out like that. That's not good. It does put strain on your mouth, though, especially, like, your lips and everything. So Stephanie's sitting on the coffee table, waiting for her picture to finish developing. Jesse, of course, Portalaray pops up of the picture of Michelle, and he goes over to me, like, all right, come on, let's see how it turned out. Oh, this is not the greatest looking Polaroid. I will say that because um, really comes out underdeveloped. I mean, you can see Michelle, her face and, you know, her sweater and whatnot, but her face just looks really pale and 
just gaunt looking. Well, she's also got her fingers hooked in her, the sides of her mouth and she's stretching it out, but still. <laughs> it's like, hey, there you are. And Michelle says, I've got a big mouth. front door with DJ and this is going to be plot B. Danny gets a traffic ticket and he's prepared to fight it in court. And he's apparently never gotten a traffic ticket in his life, which awesome. <laughs> and yeah, he, he, he's like, now my per, he says, now my perfect driving record's ruined. And apparently... Jesse is the king of traffic tickets because he's like, hey, you know what? He takes the ticket out of Danny's hand and says, you know, just put it on mine. No one will notice. Yeah, because Jesse just crumples it up. And Danny says, Jesse, don't do that. This is government paper. Now Danny's like, oh, now I gotta iron this. I wouldn't. I think it'll be fine, for heaven's sake. You think that they don't expect it to have a crease in it because you'll probably fold it over and put it in your glove compartment? Well, DJ says how the right turn only... Oh, I get it. So Danny probably thought it was a lane to go straight, but because the sign right turn only was hidden by a big bush... How big is that? Uh, is it tree size, that bush? Because I'm pretty sure those signs got to be tall enough so it'll be visible in your windshield. Not to mention... Normally, I mean, I don't know how they do it in San Francisco, but um, I'm pretty sure there's also a turn arrow on painted on the road. And where was Danny headed? He clearly must have picked DJ up from school, so he's probably taking a route that he always does. Wouldn't he have already known where to go? DJ says, Dad's ticket was is totally bogus. Danny adds, yeah, and a humongous injustice. Let's say that five times fast. I'll tell you what. I'm going to fight this thing. Why? Just pay that. How much is the ticket? Just pay it and be done with it. And he's going to bring DJ along with him to court so she can be his star witness. Because she was in the vehicle with him. And DJ says, 
Can we do it on Wednesday? Because there's a major math test I really would love to miss. Like, you wouldn't have to make it up later. Come on. So, I'm sorry you saying that. Joey comes in the door. He is all smiles. He is so happy. Like, oh, I love you, Stretch. He goes over to Danny, calls him Stretch, and then pinches his cheeks. And he tells everyone, thanks to Danny, I have an on-air tryout to be the new Mr. Egghead. That is really, really cool. Stephanie is jazzed, too. She's like, oh, wow, you're going to be the new Mr. Egghead? He's the smartest person on television. Next to Connie Chung. Okay, I got to ask about this whole Connie Chung business, because this is not the first time her name has been dropped by Stephanie. Actually, it once by DJ. Someone is just likes Connie Chung a lot, a lot, because she's been name-dropped. I bet anything, she, her name has been name-dropped at least, oh, let's go with five or six times, over the course of the first four seasons of the show. I don't believe we hear her name at season five onward at all. The kids are well-versed in everything Mr. Egghead, because DJ asked Joey, like, Joey, Mr. Egghead has to know everything about science. You know anything about science? Well, I, girls, um, I gotta say that I'm sure we don't actually know. His name is, he's, he's an actor playing a character on a show. I'm sure that everything that he tells you, he's reading off of cue cards. So whether he actually knew that information ahead of time or he's just fooling you. Who knows? Yeah. And she's like, well, I mean, no, not that you... Because Joey's kind of looking at DJ like, what are you getting at? Because she's like, oh, I, I mean, no. Not that you don't know everything about science, but do you know anything about science? <laughs> Joey says, hey, I mean, what's the difference? Is Captain Kangaroo a real captain? I think the real question is, is he a real... That's the thing. Well, I had only heard I've never ever seen Captain Kangaroo so whenever I heard his name dropped somewhere I always thought it was an actual kangaroo stuffed kangaroo in like a little captain's outfit like with the you know sailor's hat or ship's hat or whatever I just I never knew it was an actual person in like a, a let me look him up real quick. And when I found it, it was just a man wearing a suit who calls himself Captain Kangaroo. I, I was disappointed. Captain Kangaroo. Here we go. Yeah, um, I'm not impressed. 74 to 84, so a good 10 years, 29 seasons, 6,090 episodes. Eh. And Joey says, hey, he's not even a real kangaroo. Why Why the name them? Why Captain Kangaroo? Exactly. That's all he's got to do. He's like, all I got to do is be hip, funny, and follow the script. Which, this will be good because later on, as we know, us versed in Full House lore and history, he becomes Ranger Joe of the Ranger Joe Show. 
And he also adds, just before he ducked out of the living room, and with Jesse as my sidekick, how can I miss? Because Jesse is just still sitting in that chair, strumming that guitar, oblivious to what's going on. Yeah, because Jesse says, that's right. I mean, with Jesse's side, wait, what? Huh? Joey, wait up. You know that Jesse would never want to be someone's sidekick. He would always want to be in the front seat. It's like, no, no, no. If this is a duo, I am in the front. You are alongside. You are my sidekick, Joey. Always my sidekick, Joey. Look at this. I did not deserve this traffic ticket. Now my perfect driving record's ruined. Yeah, just put it on mine. No one will notice. Jesse, don't do that. This is government paper. Now I have to iron it. That white truck only sign was hidden behind a big bush. Dad's ticket is totally bogus. And a humongous injustice. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna fight this thing. And DJ, you're gonna be my star witness in court. Hey, can we do it on Wednesday? Because there's a math test I'd really like to miss. Hi, everybody. Hey. Oh, I love you, Stretch. <laughs> Thanks to Danny, I have an on-the-air tryout to be the new Mr. Egghead. That's fantastic! You're gonna be Mr. Egghead? He's the smartest person on television. Next to Connie Chung. <laughs> Joey, Mr. Egghead has to know everything about science. Oh, not that you don't know everything about science. Do you know anything about science? What's the difference? Is Captain Kangaroo a real captain? Hey, he's not even a real kangaroo. Besides, all I have to do is be hip and funny and follow the script. And with Jesse as my sidekick, how can I miss? That's right. Jesse's a side sidekick. <laughs> I love how when Jesse is coming through the door into the kitchen, like, sidekick? We see Joey just right behind the door. He's looking at his watch, like, counting down the seconds that he knows, like, that Jesse is going to come in there. Like, sidekick? And Joey tells him, like, Jess, look, I just want to have a hit musical sidekick. That's, that's all. He starts name dropping. You know, David Letterman has Paul Schaefer. Mr. Mr. Egghead has the professor. That is, it's cool. And I love the outfit that Jesse wears. Basically, it just looks kind of like a graduation gown with a motor, uh, motorboard on top. Or mortarboard. Is that how you say it? It's not motorboard. And Jesse puts his foot down right away. He's like, hey, I don't do kitty shows. I just don't do it. Jess, you haven't even tried it once in your, come on, be a buddy. Do this for Joey. He's done stuff for you. Probably. <laughs> and, and Joey just like, hey, look, it's, it's just a tryout. It's just to see how well I do. And if they like me, it'll keep me on and it can air and it'll be great. And what else is Jesse honestly doing at this moment? I mean, this is well into season three. I think Jesse and Joey are still doing the advertising thing. I mean, that carries from season two all the way into season four. That is honestly a long arc because they do the advertising thing, season two to season four, then season six to season eight. 
is when they're doing the Rush Hour Renegades. But I, I honestly, I love their partnership whenever they're partnered in with stuff. It's so fun. So if anything, you know, guilt is going to work with Jesse. It's like, okay. Think, think of, just think of all those little kids, Jess, who will have to learn science without any music. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, they'll be too sad to play with their pets and all their dogs and cats will run away from home. And I love how Jesse is standing over Joey, arms crossed, like, I'm not falling for your sob story, sir. <laughs> Jesse's got this look, oh, oh, you gotta be kidding me, man. Like, really? Oh, my, fake sobs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he even says, it's like, that is the stupidest story I've ever heard in my life. I don't think that Joe Jesse isn't getting paid for this. It's a tryout. So if you think about it, I mean, are they filming it? It's just a tryout. Why would it have to be filmed? Unless this is just a filming like um, a tryout for like those pilot shows. You know, the pilots that never get aired. Like, hey, here's an unaired pilot. If it's unaired, then, well, I, I don't know. I don't know the inner workings of TV and broadcasting and all that stuff. And Jesse even adds, like, hey, besides, guilt doesn't work on me. Joey resorts to, all right, I'm just going to badger you, badger you and pester you until you say you'll do it. Will you do it? Will you do it? Will you, will you, will you, He does pester him as they run around the kitchen island. And Jesse finally comes, all right, all right, I'll do it. Oh, my gosh, get away from me. All Jesse's like, all right, if it'll make you happy. One sidekick, right on time. <laughs> Jess, I just want to have a, a hip musical sidekick. You know, like David Letterman has Paul Schaefer, Mr. Egghead has the Professor. <laughs> I don't do kitty shows. Oh, Jess, come on, it's just for the tryout. Okay, fine. You don't want to be the Professor. Just think of all those little kids who'll have to learn science without any music. Yeah, they'll be too sad to play with their pets and all their dogs and cats will run away from home. Oh. <laughs> that is the stupidest story I've ever heard in my whole life. And besides, guilt doesn't work on me. Okay, then I'm just going to badger you and pester you until you say you do it. Will you do it? Will you do it? Now, come on. Will you do it? 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 All right, I'll do it. All right, if it'll make you happy. <laughs> So now we're up in the girls' room, and TJ is pulling out a blue blazer. And she's asking, like, Dad, don't you think we're overdoing this blue thing just a smidge? I'm, And Danny tells her, you know, it's been psychologically proven that judges are more susceptible to the color blue. They're more sympathetic to people wearing blue. Where did you hear this googly nonsense from, Danny? Because that is so far-fetched and out of left field. I just... He says that's why you never see a smurf on death row. So, Steph's excited because she's got a week full of fun, fun stuff at school. She's all ready to go for class picture day coming up. Also, Friday is pizza. Oh, oh, God. Well, hey, if her pizza at school is awesome, I wanted to. I wish I could have went to her school because 
the pizza served to us in school was beyond the nastiest, nastiest, soggy crust, waxy cheese, dried tomato paste, and just dried out. It, it was gross. It, I, I think back then, I think maybe in junior high it might have been, was it you got two options or whether... Maybe in elementary school was just the one option. Like, it's either this or you bring a one from home, which I didn't really... When I lived with my aunt and uncle from first grade through, I believe, third grade, I would always, you know, she would pack a lunch for me. I remember when I started first grade, it was... Yeah, it was my right around the time of my birthday. And I remember waking up and there was this pink Mickey and Minnie plastic lunchbox with the thermos inside. But when I moved back home, nor it was pretty much going to be hot lunch all the way. Unless I made my own lunch, which nah, I rarely ever did that. Yeah, that was just what I was never, never really into that. The pizza, at least. Chicken Nugget Day. Oh my goodness. Best day ever. Gravy on chicken nuggets. Oh, loved it. I'd always say chicken nuggets and mashed potatoes and gravy on both. And then that day, she gets to see Mr. Egg. <laughs> Joey is Mr. Egghead. That's going to be pretty cool, though. Stephanie says, I love my life. That's pretty cool to have things to look forward to. Oh, this is a funny little non-intentional dig at Danny. She says, before she walks out of the room, this is so cool. Someone I actually know is going to have their own TV show. And Danny says, well, Steph, I host a talk show. And somebody's like, yeah, I know, but this show... Mr. Egghead, it's a show that I kids I know and go to school with actually watch. Because think about it. Wake Up San Francisco normally is going to be probably on at, what, 10 a.m.? Kids are in school during that time. They're not watching that show. Not to mention, what appeal would it have to kids? He's like, uh, Steph, honey, I have my own TV show, Wake Up San Francisco. You might have heard of it. Yeah, she says, I know, but this is a show that people I know watch. Now kids are coming up to her like, Stephanie, can I get your dad's autograph? Stephanie, can I get Becky's autograph? Dad, don't you think that maybe we're overdoing this blue thing? DJ, it's been psychologically proven that judges are more sympathetic to people wearing blue. Where did he hear That's that? That's why you never see a smurf on death row. <laughs> what a week. Tomorrow's class picture day. Friday's pizza day in the cafeteria. And today, TV show, Wake Up San Francisco. I know, but this is a show that people I know watch. See ya. Come on, Dad, let's practice for court. Okay. Now, DJ, the first thing they're going to do is swear you in. Now, please place your right hand on Fred Savage. Anytime. What? what was that? Oh, 
doing nothing. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I friend. I mean I do. Okay, Ms. Tanner, now please step into the witness stand and explain to Judge Bear here everything that happened in every detail. I will demonstrate with these extremely easy-to-follow visual aids. Okay. Miss Tanner? My dad and I were driving north on Fremont. Yeah, they're not going to laugh And right my dad was so. cleaning between the buttons on the car radio. Danny, you could have done that after. <laughs> no doing... need to bring up that minor detail. No. Dad, I can't lie to the judge. Oh, I'm not asking you to lie. If the judge asks you directly, DJ, was your father dusting between the buttons on the radio? Then you can say yes. So he was distracted while driving. Well, we came to a corner, and there was a right turn only sign. <laughs> Except we couldn't see it because of a bush. <laughs> now our big finish. The face of truth and innocence. <laughs> So yeah, basically to sum up this scene, Stephanie leaves the room, Danny suggests that he and DJ kind of go over their little spiel that they're going to go over in court, complete with a visual aid. Danny has one of DJ's teen magazines, pretends it's a Bible, do you swear on Fred Savage, place your hand on Fred Savage's face on this magazine, and he says, do you swear you tell the truth and nothing but the truth. And DJ says, I Fred, I mean, yes, yes. So one of the details that we learned that Danny was distracted because he was cleaning between the buttons of the radio knobs, the radio buttons, whatever. How are you doing that and driving at the same time? What are you cleaning it with? Your fingers? Oh my gosh, Danny, and this is, you need to do that. You could have waited till you got home. That dust will still be there. But yeah, she gives a crucial point as to why he didn't see it, because he was distracted. He's lucky he didn't hit another car. He probably, what's to say that he wasn't, like, oh, oh, let me get in this lane. Oh, there's another car. Well, I sideswiped. Come on, Danny, mm, no. And he even is like, oh, honey, you don't need to add in the, that detail. And she's like, Dad, I, you want me to lie? He's like, oh, no, no, no. Don't lie. Just omit the truth. I mean, if, if she asks, was your father cleaning between the buttons on the radio, then you can say yes. D D oh, my gosh. No, I would have, like, paid the ticket. Enough of the, with the charade. You learned your lesson. She, I mean, I'd be calling him out like, I am, I'm not lying for you. That is a, that is a flat out lie. Like, why you didn't see it? Oh, because there was a bush blocking it? Yeah, I would be like, go back out there, take a picture, and show that <laughs> that tree is, I don't think it was. That sign is going to be bigger than that tree. And they're not going to plant a sign right next to a tree that's so tall you can't see the sign. Practice a little lower lip puppy dog face. The face of just, or the face of truth and innocence with this. And I love how he includes Mr. Bear to play the judge, sitting him on the toy box at the foot of Stephanie's bed. I can't see them bringing 
that visual and here let me demonstrate no 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 oh my gosh can you imagine judge judy if she were to handle that <laughs> i think it would be hilarious like oh i see you brought your daughter here Mm-hmm. all right let's go see the mr egghead show taped a lot no it's not taped live it's got stephanie's class they're all seated they're part of the audience yeah, Jesse doing the little intro jingle. It's really cool how the little uh, section of seats is bordered to look like an egg carton. And all the kids are wearing cracked eggshell hats. That's so cute. Of course, Jesse's rocking those amazing glasses. Oh, I, I love those glasses on John Stamos. So Jesse is wearing what looks like a professor's like graduation gown at a college. He's not wearing one of those murder board things either. Joey comes in with a cracked eggshell hat on. He's also wearing a white lab coat that's got bits of yellow. It's got a, a face on the side with two yolks for eyes, some eyebrows, and then a little thin black smiley face. And he's got, Joey's got his hands above his head, kind of arch-like. Like, the shape of an egg. Everything is an egg pun, as he says, extremely kind of you. Joey salutes Jesse, thank you, professor. And Jesse says, ain't no thing, Mr. Egghead. And we have our junior eggheads, of course, Stephanie's second grade class. I do see some familiar faces, Walter being one of them. Oh, boy, this kid. This kid, wow, he has all of a sudden become extremely unlikable. He even turns on Stephanie at some point. Like, what in the world, young man? I love how Joey says, welcome to the new, improved Mr. Egghead show. And he tells... The viewers, if there were any. My guests in this egg carton today are from Mrs. Hardesty's second grade class. Again, another egg pun as he says, don't exhaust yourself. Yeah, when I said familiar faces, aside from Walter, there is a young boy and a young girl who have been in episodes. They never get any lines, but they've been in the one episode where, well, the one girl has the brunette she was in the season two episode where stephanie marries harry she's in this one she it seems like whenever stephanie has a class classmates over or is a school type setting it's these two kids one of which Looks like he may be a twin brother to another girl that I thought might be in the audience, but she isn't. So part of me kind of wonders if these kids more likely could be children of crew members that work. You know, whether it's writers, people working behind the scenes, you know, regular crew members on the show will maybe bring their kids in and just say, hey, you want to sit in? Because I'm... Fuller House, I believe that Jody did bring on either one or both of her daughter. It might have been just one. And Anne, uh, Andrea Barber, who plays Kimmy Gibbler, I 
think that her daughter was also kind of a stand-in in an episode. She didn't, of course, the kids don't have any lines. They're just, you know, background characters when it comes to Max's, you know, classmates and stuff like that. And it's time for Ask, Mr. Ask Mr. Egghead. Jesse's got a yellow banner that says the professor on it in red letters. And a there is a black mortarboard on this little banner in front, just below Jesse's keyboard. This set is kind of cool. It's got like a, a cardboard atom. There's a couple beakers with red and green liquid. Not real beakers, you know, cardboard cutouts just for the set. There's Planets of the Solar System, a poster there. There's a bunch of different things identifying, you know, birds and insects and stuff like that. There's also tables there for experiments. All right, so ask Misker, Misker, <laughs> Mr. Egghead. Jesse, uh, duh. I'm sorry, it's 8.19 in the morning as I'm recording this right now. Joey says, hey, Professor, let's find out who has our first scientific question. And I'd be like, and I do mean scientific. Any, I would be like, any questions about where Mr. Egghead, the original went to? Original. I, I'm not, I, I'm answering scientific questions only. And Walter is the first one up. As Joey says, all right, yes, a scholarly-looking gentleman, three eggs in. Of course, yes. What happened to the old Mr. Egghead? This blonde-haired girl right next to Walter has a, like, she's confused. She's got this confused look, like, what's going on? Yeah, they really, uh, got Jesse and Joey, uh, scrambling to find an appropriate answer. Like, well, um, actually, yeah, he's, he's, um, he's on vacation. I'd be like, well, what does that mean? Is he coming back? Are you a substitute egghead? Apparently it's in the newspaper. Because Walter says, yeah, I read in the newspaper that he didn't pay his taxes. And Jesse says, well, then he's on vacation for three to five years. Why he got let go? <laughs> Feds got him? Hauled him in? That would have made for an interesting episode. FBI comes in, disrupts the show that's airing live, and just hauls Mr. Egghead away. It's just, I can't believe they wasted that. I would have been like, okay, no. That is a question that you clearly already know the answer. He read it in the paper. So why are you asking Joey? He has no idea. That's not his business. I'm like, okay, can I get another question? But no, apparently you only get to ask one. Way to go, Walter. He's like, okay, so that ends another fascinating segment of Ask Mr. Egghead. Now it's time to discuss the topic of the day. Energy. Yay! Sounds fun. So Joey asked Jesse, like, jump back on the keyboard and let's play some energy music to get us all ready. Oh my gosh, those pants! They are plaid crazy nonsense. And he's got a, Joey's got a bow tie underneath and a button-up sweater vest it's just atrocious looking is this just one of those 
tropes where it's just like, oh, the person may be smart, but they are not a snappy dresser at all. On the air in three, two, one. Oh, hey there, Mr. Egghead, you scientific dude. Whenever you're around, I'm in a scientific mood. You can tell us how the bird flies, or how the fungus grows, the creation of the universe, or how we blow our nose. Yes, you know everything under the sun. Thank you, Mr. Egghead, for making learning fun. And now, here he is, the man who knows everything, Mr. Extremely kind of you. Thank you, Professor. Ain't no thing, Mr. Egghead. <laughs> Greetings, Junior Eggheads! Greetings, Mr. Egghead! Welcome to the new, improved Mr. Egghead Show. My special guests in the egg carton today are from Mrs. Hardesty's second grade class at Fraser Street Elementary School. Don't exhaust yourself, because now it's time for Ask Mr. <laughs> Professor, let's find out who has our first scientific question. <laughs> yes, the scholarly-looking gentleman, three eggs in. What happened to the old Mr. Egghead? <laughs> well, he's uh, on vacation. I read in the newspaper that he didn't pay his taxes. Well, he's on vacation for three to five years. <laughs> and so ends another fascinating segment of Ask, Ask Mr. Mr. Egghead. So Joey tells the viewers and the audience of kids exactly what energy is, and to put it in the simplest terms, Energy means to do work. He takes a magnifying glass and, like, puts it up to his eye and, like, pulls the magnifying glass out and back again. Says, Ener energy is all around us. He tells us energy is in the sun, and I like Jesse's little musical cues. And then he takes a magnifying glass and shines it on his arm, saying that... Energy is even in our muscles. Okay, this kid's gotta go. Walter, he needs to be pulled because he's raising his hand, standing up, interrupting Joey here. He's like, hey, Mr. Egghead! And Joey laughs nervously because he wasn't expecting this interruption. He's like, why, energy is even in Walter as he takes the magnifying glass. And moves it over to where Walter's sitting, standing, excuse me. So he's got a science question that, of course, neither Joey nor Jesse can answer. So Jesse goes over to Walter, puts a hand on his shoulder, and says, Well, son, I'll tell you what my father told me. Look it up. And, like, pushes Walter back down into a sitting position. These kids, I have to tell you, these kids that are sitting in the audience look so bored. Every one of them. Yeah, Walter's talking about energy and black holes and the speed of light, and it's just ugh. good thing that no one's watching this at home because this that kid. I mean, I agree with the how rude uh, hosts 
their podcast uh, on this, at least with what they said. Uh, yes, that kid will be pulled out of there. He's a disruption. He's disrupting the flow. He's being a general nuisance. Oh, yeah. Before Jesse goes over to Walter, Joey delegates this question. Oh, you know what? Let's ask the professor. Let's let the professor field this question. So Joey says, all right, now it's time to pick a special junior egghead for an experiment to help me with an experiment about energy. Okay. There's also a cardboard cutout of a blue microscope and some other little vials. And then Mr. Egghead is in egg yolk yellow lettering above the the egg carton there. Kids, all of them, of course, are screaming, Mee! raising their hands. And you know he's going to pick Stephanie. He just is. Walter jumps on that immediately. Like, hey, they live in the same house. This is a fix. I'm sure that in most cases on shows, guests are already predetermined before they start filming. So, yeah, he chooses Stephanie and she says, thanks, Joey. And he reminds me, like, it's Mr. Egghead. It's like, Steph, while you're on set, you should pretend that you do not know him. Or you only know him as Mr. Egghead. He stands up and says, hey, they live in the same house. This is a fix. See, Walter's the only one bothered by this. This one girl that clearly looks like her mom used a crimper on her hair, this brunette, is looking at Walter like, what is your problem? No one else is bothered by it, but he gets everyone to start chanting, fix, fix, fix. And then Jesse gets in on it as he's doing like a little baseball, fix, 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 fix. <laughs> Joey's like, don't egg them on, Professor. <laughs> yeah, when Jesse says, uh, Jesse, when Joey says, don't egg them on, Professor, he does a little uh, salute and whacks Jesse right in the forehead, like, stop, please, don't encourage the children. Joey looks visibly irritated. Joey instructs Stephanie to tell her name to everybody, all the would be viewers at home. And, of course, she lists her full name. This is not the first time she has done that. She says, Stephanie Judith Tanner. Of course, she has the egg pun. I'm very excited as she makes a little arch around her head. Excited to be here. I love, there's a frog, not a real frog, but it's like a dia, like a, it's a live, like, model of a frog where it's got, you see the skin on one side and the other side, it's, like, white that shows, like, the inner workings, the bones, the whatnot. So, he pulls Stephanie over to this boxing glove on a spring. He's going to show how energy works. And he's got this inflatable clown, like, if you're a kid of, like, the 80s and 90s, you know these inflatable, like, clown things that you can kind of, you know, punch in the face and it'll, like, fall back and then come back at you and that kind of thing. He explains about how when he releases the spring, the stored-up energy becomes kinetic energy and then it will 
hit this inflatable clown balloon thing. Oh, oh, the clown has a name. It's Proton the Clown's Face. So he has his lovely assistant, Stephanie, little junior egghead here, pulled the lever and she's pulling and unfortunately it's not working. This isn't good. And he says, pull the lever, release the energy, and learn as he points to his brain, the side of his head. Like, it, yeah, and she even, I think, says, like, it's stuck. It's not doing anything. Yeah, she turns to Joey and says, it's stuck. And he's like, oh, of course it is, because as we say in the laboratory, <laughs> something's wrong. He's really trying to be a good sport about this. And Jesse keeps with this baseball musical intercutting thing and then of course walter pops his little eggshell head up and is like this never would have happened to the real mr egghead and she, oh, they've all had enough of walter and even jesse's like hey <laughs> walter why don't you head to the exit <laughs> enough yeah get him out of there the kids are bored they're irritated. A lot of them have their arms crossed like, oh, I'd rather be in school learning. It's probably lunchtime about now, isn't it? I'm sure they were all promised McDonald's afterwards. <laughs> just, just grit your teeth and bear it, basically, because <laughs> we get Mickey D's after this. The one brunette girl that I've mentioned has been in a few, a handful of episodes as one of Stephanie's classmates is wearing white cowboy boots. Apparently, Walter is a frequent viewer of the original Mr. Egghead because he's like, this never happened to the real Mr. Egghead. Yeah, he, <laughs> Jesse's irritated with it. He's like, Walter, why don't you go take a journey through the exit? <laughs> so, Stephanie, of course, She's like, I got this, Joey. Don't worry. I can do it. She starts singing Tomorrow from Annie. Tomorrow, tomorrow. And while he is, like, on that lever, like, trying to release it, she's right near that boxing glove on a spring. You clearly can tell it's going straight past her. But, of course, Jody Sweden's supposed to pretend it hit her right in the face. It's lucky, she is lucky that, that supposedly it breaks her nose. But it's hitting her, hitting her in the side of the face. Especially the way, oh my god, hold on a second. She is like, the way, where she's standing and where this thing is hitting, there's a good foot of space between her and this boxing glove. But if you, I mean... If it did hit her, it looked like it was, like, probably going to break her chin because it's hitting her in the, or her jaw, because it's hitting her in the side of the face. Oh, my gosh. So, how it supposedly, I mean, we're supposed to believe it, like, broke her nose because she's wearing a splint on it later. <laughs> Not like her nose is, like, gushing blood or anything, which I've never broken my nose. I don't want to do that. But it just seems the way that broken noses have been depicted in movies, a lot of times it's just blood. I've seen Million Dollar Baby with Hilary Swank. I, you know, I've, I've seen other movies, yeah, usually 
That's how it goes. The way that Joey and Jesse just jump into action to help Stephanie. Like, Jesse is, like, over there in a split second. And it knocks that Mr. Proton Balloon out of the way. And they're like, Steph, Steph, are you okay? And she just, she looks dazed. Her eyes are crossed for a second. She's like, how rude. So, of course, she's got to get her catchphrase in there. Yeah, Joey's, like, patting her hand like, Steph, Steph, I'm sorry I didn't see you there. Jesse actually stands Stephanie up, which is that really what you want to do? She could even have a concussion, supposedly, if it hit her. I mean, my goodness, it knocked her to the floor. Yeah, I would have gotten her to a hospital right away, an emergency room, something, because you don't know. I mean, she was knocked right, at, supposedly, in the face, on the ground, could have hit her head. She might have. She could have a concussion. She could have facial damage from, I mean, I don't know how fast that thing was going and how wound up it was to hit her just boom. Now we're in the kitchen, and Joey is again pacing. He is really freaking out. He feels horrible because he feels responsible for Stephanie's nose breaking. I mean, part of me kind of, I mean, I'm not throwing blame on Stephanie at all. She didn't know that that was going to happen. But if it were any other kid, what would they have done if they had went over? They probably would have been very irritated. Like, it's not working. This lever's not going down. But would they have? I don't think they would have thought it was their responsibility to try to keep the show going while Joey fixes the problem and finds out why the lever is stuck. So whether or not, I mean, I, just, I, I feel bad for the kid because that can't be uh yeah, and not to mention, it's not just that he feels bad about what happened to Stephanie. He has no idea how to break to break it to Danny. And part of me is thinking, like, I wonder if, because the station that covers Wake Up San Francisco also, Joey was under the same banner with the Ranger Joe show with Mr. Strawbridge, who was also Becky and Danny's boss. He was also... Joey's boss when he was Ranger Joe. So I wonder if this were also filmed, the Mr. Egghead show, if that were filmed at that particular station. Well, we know Danny and DJ weren't there because they were in court, you know, fighting his traffic ticket, which honestly, just pay the ticket. <laughs> just be done with it and put it behind you. I mean, my goodness. I like how Jesse always seems like when he's in the kitchen, he's giving like either a heart to heart to somebody. He's always got himself plopped on the end of the kitchen island there, the kitchen counter. And he's like, Joey, come on. It was an accident. All right. Besides, Danny's your best friend. I'm sure he'll understand. Well, it was out of his control. What was he going to say is he, the, the lever goes down. Oh, Steph, get out of the way. Because he's supposed to be playing a character, Mr. Egghead. That's why he corrected Stephanie when she's like, thanks, Joey. He's like, no, we're on air. Well, they weren't really on air, but <laughs> says, you need to refer to me as my character, Mr. Egghead. Joey's not buying Jesse's logic at all, just because Danny is his best friend. Like, oh, he'll get it. He'll understand. It was an accident. 
And Joey just levels Jesse with a look like, you've got to be kidding me. If your best friend broke your daughter's nose, what would you do? And Jesse is like, I'd kill him for sure. Like, well, I don't like how he's insinuating. Like, if your best friend broke your daughter's nose, it's like, you didn't break her nose, man. The thing did. The spring with a boxing glove. I mean, part of me is like, good thing he didn't pick another kid, because had that happened to another, there'd be a lawsuit. All right, here come DJ and Danny. Danny looks pretty de dejected. I guess his day in court did not go so well. Um, <laughs> Joey tries to get out of there, and Jesse's like, no, 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 no. Joey, you need to face the music. I mean, Danny's going to figure out eventually when Stephanie comes in or he sees her with a splint on her nose and wonder what happened. I mean, what's she going to say? I walked into a, a swing set at school or the teeter-totter. I walked into it as... No, you can't do that because... No, I mean... Well, yeah, even Stephanie's like, today we're going to do the Mr. Egghead show. We're going to go be part of the audience. I honestly think Jesse so far is getting one of the, the best outfit of the episode. So far, he is definitely in the running. I love his light blue, baby, baby blue um, blazer. Looks good on him. A lot of stuff looks good on Jesse. I'll I'll definitely say that. There are the turtleneck thing, the the, the turtleneck slash mock turtleneck, a hundred percent I can do without anybody on this earth wearing anything like that. I admit, yes, I did wear a turtleneck from I swear I stopped wearing them after sixth grade. But then again I wasn't buying my own clothes. Clothes were being bought for me, so they're really like, oh, you like this, right? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have a particular style. They're just like, oh, this looks like it fits you. Oh, go try it on. Okay, it fits. Great, we're getting it. Whatever got me to KFC for lunch afterwards, I'm like, yeah, great. It's great. I'll wear it. DJ definitely wants to hear about how the Mr. Egghead show went. Like, hey, how'd it go? The man who knows everything. And Joey's like, well, I, you know what? I'd rather hear about your day in court. Let's talk about that. How'd that go over? I've, I've been thinking about that all day. Okay, well, Danny, I guess it shows you should have just paid that ticket after all. He says, well, I was pleading my case. My meter ran out and they towed my car. He couldn't have had DJ like Deej, because uh, I'm sure he's got to watch. He's like, Deej, my meter's going to run out. Can you zip here? Here's some change. Go Take care of that. Stop by the vending machine if you want to. Here's a couple bucks, because this looks like it's going to take a while. Because you know he clearly had to wait until his number was called. I do remember, now that I think about it, was it a, my junior year or senior year of high school? We were studying... It, the judicial system? Something. I don't know. We ended up going to court to sit in on a case, and I can't even remember what it really... It, oh, clearly, I think it was something serious, like, uh, not, not probation, but I think it was like a restraining order was someone 
like violated a restraining order or something. I can't, something to that effect. But I just remember, it's like, yeah, you, I don't think you can just go and like, hey, I just, I'm just going to sit here in court and just watch all these cases come up and everything. Because it'd, it'd be interesting to sit down on those. I mean, the one, it was interesting. I mean, I'm sure I talked about it at the dinner table later that night when I got home. Like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened. <laughs> See? He says, it cost me, because they towed his car because his meter ran out. He says, it cost me a hundred bucks to beat a $30 ticket. Well, yeah, well, not to mention, if you think about it, it's costing you a total of 130 you could have just paid the 30 and saved yourself a hundred dollars see danny just just pay just pay it can you imagine how much that ticket probably would have been nowadays oh my gosh yes i am one to admit i am not a stranger to getting a you know a ticket i mean not as an not as an adult well maybe a couple times um as a teenager, yes, I will admit I had gotten a few tickets, um, speeding a couple times, maybe rolling through a stop sign, uh, something to that effect, and, God, I feel so stupid for admitting this. Uh, I wound up with a suspended license because of the amount of tickets I had gotten, and I remember that day because... I had to be taken in, and I was told flat out for a month straight I could not drive anywhere. And then I was like on a rest a restricted license where it's like only work, only home and work. So, yeah, I know. Don't follow my example, kids. Be good drivers. I've definitely learned my lesson since then. Over 10 years, going strong, been doing good. I'm so proud of myself. Not having, oh gosh, if I say, oh my gosh, if I say, I'm going to jinx myself. Let's move on. <laughs> no more fighting. No more fighting, DJ. We're done with the ticket fighting. We proved that <laughs> it just cost you more money in the end. She's, she's like, Dad, we can fight this. No, no. Pay the $100, pay the $30, and be done with it. Next time, wait till you're home to dust the buttons between your in your, your car radio buttons. You don't need to do it whilst you're driving, because clearly he, that's how it must have happened. Did it while he was driving, didn't realize he was going into a right turn only lane, because he's too focused on... He even could have been... Oh, I bet anything, he could have been at a light. And was doing it then, and then he was probably attempting to go straight when he was in a right turn only. Oh, I bet, oh, I bet anything. Yeah, he would have attempted to go straight. A cop would have seen him doing that. Would it, is that like, would that even be referred to as like a, a legal lane change where you're like not signaling getting where you're, or you're supposed to be turning right, but you're going straight up. DJ wants to miss more school. She like, set it up for a week from Thursday. 
I don't think that's how that works, pumpkin. I don't think you'd do it that way. Yeah, I have a killer biology test. So math and biology apparently are her weak points because she wants to keep skipping tests. Jess, this is terrible. It's bad enough I broke her nose. How do I tell Danny? Come on, Joey, it was an accident. Besides, he's your best friend. He'll understand. Well, if your best friend broke your daughter's nose, what would you do? I'd kill him. Hello? <laughs> Hi. Bye. my case, my meter ran out and they towed my car. <laughs> Cost me a hundred bucks to beat a thirty dollar ticket. Dad, we can fight this. Set it up for a week from Thursday. I have a killer biology test. So DJ heads up to her room and Danny asks Joey, like, hey, how'd you do on the show? And Joey doesn't mince words. He's like, well, uh, for starters, I was booed and I was booed off the stage and well, fired. See ya. Danny can't believe it. it's like fired what Joey come on I thought I was positive you would be a hit that's why I recommended you what happened yes thanks Jess it's like well there uh there was a hit involved yeah there sure was all right Whew. Joey is really trying to find the right words oh gosh how can I say this uh delicately oh Michelle takes care of that Joey broke Stephanie's nose. <laughs> oh my goodness. Annie full on freaks out. You broke Stephanie's nose? He runs right up the stairs like, oh my precious baby. Michelle doling out the punishment. You better go to your room. <laughs> Joey, she's three. Come on now. So Joey, how'd you do on the show? Well, for starters, I was booed off the stage and fired. So we're now up in the girls' room. DJ's sitting at the table. She's still dressed in her... What would you call that? Uh, electric blue blazer dress combination? I mean, she's literally dressing like someone who is well into their mid to late 20s. Maybe even early 30s. I mean, you could even go Murphy Brown route. It's like, no 13-year-old's dressing like that at all. I mean, if you take Kimmy Gibbler and Kathy Santoni out of the equation, any other kid other than those two are not dressing. Because we're not going by Kimmy Gibbler clothing standards, and we're not definitely not going by Kathy Santoni crop top first day of junior high dressing standards either but Stephanie is telling DJ flat out there is no way I'm going to school tomorrow for picture day 
And nowadays, they probably just Photoshop her in, like an old picture. <laughs> like, just put in her image from last year. No one will know that. Oh, that's right. That one didn't work out so well either, did it? Yeah, that's right, because she was Sneezeburger. Ah, uh. oh, the one from kindergarten will work just fine. I mean, how much has she grown in two years? A lot, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I honestly... When it comes to Stephanie's hair, I I like in season four that we do get, you know, her straight hair. You know, growing up as a kid watching this, I probably did think her hair was naturally curly. Whereas I believe Jody Sweden Sweden did say that her hair, I think it's not normally straight, and they it's just you know someone just curls it. You know, her mom or whoever. Stephanie just does not want to get teased again. She says, last year I have a sneeze burger. This year I'll be Robo-nose. Kind of wearing what some... There was an episode of Growing Pains where Carol wanted to get a nose job in high school. And she was saying how she would just wear, like, a little, like, mini cast or whatever on her nose until, you know, it healed and whatnot. But that almost kind of makes it look like what Stephanie's got a little splint on her, her nose with some uh, medical masking tape there holding it in, in place. And it, that just kind of makes me think like, oh, she had, you know, worked on it on her nose or whatever. DJ says, Steph, you know Dad's not going to let you miss school. I'd be like, uh, excuse me, little miss. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go with you to court, Dad, because I really want to miss this math test that I have. No, he won't let Stephanie miss school, but he'll let DJ miss school. Like, the whole day. Favoritism? I think so. No, I'm kidding, guys. But I would I would have come at her with that. If, she, if I were Stephanie, I'm like, oh, no, he's not going to let me miss school, but he'll let you miss school to go to court to be because you're a witness. Uh-huh. And Stephanie's like, ah, true, but, hmm, what if I don't ask him? You got three adults in that house, and the fact that Stephanie is easily able to be like, oh, yep, staying home. She, she didn't fake sick or anything. She just made it look like, oh, I'm going to school, la, 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 shuts the door, goes around back after everybody leaves the house for the day. <laughs> Kind of like, I mean, and to bring up the episode where, you know, Papuli passed away in season seven and Michelle made it look like she went to school because she couldn't go through with, you know, the show and tell because she was going to bring Papuli to do a Greek dance, you know, a performance for the kids. And she was so hurt and embarrassed. It just, it really, it broke her up inside that she couldn't face her class. It would... So she hid out in the boat, and then the school calls home asking where Michelle is. Like, And Jesse says, well, I just saw her leave for school a minute. And then, of course, in the backyard, there's that boat there, and he sees <laughs> Michelle is actually in the boat. So, yeah. I'm like, with all the adults here, just still a kid could still manage to slip between the cracks and stay home. From school until the school calls. It, wow, it took him a bit to get upstairs. I mean, Michelle, uh, Michelle, 
Stephanie and Deej had a conversation while Danny was out. <laughs> it's not like he's in in the beast's castle in beauty and the beast and he's like running up a spiral staircase but he's like oh honey are you okay and stephanie plays it cool like hey yeah i'm i'm fine i mean i'll be good as a new in a week i mean i would think that she would be you know in pain i mean if we were playing up the realism here she probably would have medication for the pain, probably. Some, maybe Tylenol, something. Children's Tylenol. I don't know. Fubular aspirin. But just, or an ice, I don't know. Would an ice pack help with the broken nose? I would think, wouldn't it? Maybe something cold to help with the swelling and whatnot. This is just all my guesstimation, guys. I don't actually know. I've never had that happen. I don't want to ever have that happen. Danny asked a magic question. Is there anything you need anything at all and she's like well i mean i've uh always wanted a big screen tv which brings me to an episode i haven't covered i believe it's in joey's funny valentine where there's this bird from like sid's like radio tv repair whatever it's called i don't know the bit sid something or other it's got this big giant parrot Parrot's lost. Comes to the Tanner home. The Tanner bring the bird back. And as a thank you, Sid is going to let them have anything from his catalog. Stephanie wants a karaoke machine. Are you serious? But it's DJ that wants the big screen TV. But then I think it's just the fact that Danny's like, honey, do you need anything? Do you want anything? I thought, I thought she was going to be like, Dad, can I please stay home from school tomorrow? I just, I'm, I'm in pain. My nose hurts. And I just really need a day to be able to relax. Just to be able to recoup and get back to myself before I can face, you know, school. I would have asked for that. I mean, it would be understandable. Just you could have played it up as, Oh, my nose does hurt, and I just, I have a massive headache, and, you know, I just, I need a, I need a day. Just give, let me have a day to be able to, you know, rest up and get back to my normal self. I would have asked for that instead of a big screen TV, but they're playing for laughs. I love how she, like, wiggles her eyebrows at him, like, huh, 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 you can make it happen. You're a talk show host. We have money. DJ says, go for it, Steph. Like, I want a big screen TV, too. <laughs> Danny just kind of looks at DJ like, uh-uh, not going to happen, pumpkin. I don't know, DJ. Maybe with that veterinary money from Fuller House, you can get that big screen TV you always wanted. I don't know. I mean, because back then, in the night, you're dealing with standard def. I mean, box TVs. Whereas now, everyone... Just about a majority of the population probably have, you know, flat screen TVs. I could not believe when I would, was working at, you know, Goodwill's thrift store. Around the holidays, everybody was getting rid of their standard deaf TVs because everybody was getting the big TVs. Like, it's Christmas time, and you know, Black Friday, we're all getting new televisions. Don't need these old consoles. These big, heavy, encased-in-wood consoles. 
So the one time that I get rid of a like a 24-inch TV, it's not encased in wood, by the way. All of a, you know, and I'm not, I wasn't working there anymore. Like, oh, we don't take those anymore. I was like, excuse me, how many of these heavy things did I have to haul off vehicles and carry into the donation room? And the one time I need to donate this, you're not taking them anymore? Come on. There is no way I'm going to school tomorrow for picture day. Last year I was Sneezeburger, and this year I'll be robo <laughs> Steph, you know Dad's not going to let you miss school. True. Ah, but what if I don't ask him? You still got to get through two other people in the house. Are you okay? Adults. Yeah, I'm fine. The doctor says I'll be as good as new in a week. Is there anything at all you need? Well, I've always wanted a big screen TV. Stephanie sneaks up the stairs in the next scene, and she backs into her room, shuts the door. Unbeknownst to her, Michelle is going through Stephanie's toy box. It's always kind of curious, you know, once you go to school or work, like, what to those that stay at home, whether it's younger siblings, kids, pets, what do they do when you're not there? <laughs> well, we learned that Michelle likes to go through Stephanie's toy box. Because Michelle doesn't have to go to school. Yeah, she turns and she's shocked to see Michelle pulling stuff out of her toy box. Michelle, what are you doing in here? And I look at Michelle when she asks, what are you doing in here? I'm like, you're supposed to be in school. You're not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be here. And you're not supposed to know about it. Stephanie asks, is this what you do every day after I leave for school? And I love Michelle's response. Every day. <laughs> did it yesterday. Did it today. Most likely we'll do it tomorrow. And every day after that, when you're not here. <laughs> Just because you caught me this time doesn't mean I'm not going to still be doing this when you're in school tomorrow. She's just playing with your toys. I mean, you're not playing with them between the hours of 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Toys need to get out and breathe once in a while. So Stephanie includes Michelle in this top secret. Look, I'm not going to school today because I'm not getting my class picture taken with this splint on my nose. So you got to make sure that nobody knows that I'm here. You follow? Michelle says, you got it, dude. Oh, no, they do the pinky swear. Oh, she's been inducted into the... She's part of the club, the pinky swear club. Didn't you just have breakfast? Or did she pretend that she went to school? Because she and DJ do not go to the same school anymore. So what did she do? Hang around, like, pretend she was walking to school or walking to the bus? Waited for everyone to leave the house. Well, not everyone's leaving the house. Since Michelle would not be there by herself. But so she has Michelle get her something to eat. She doesn't say specifically, make me a PB&J. And Stephanie tells her, look, if anyone asks who the food is for, who you're getting it for, you say it's for nobody. Yeah, uh-huh. Sure, that's going to work from a three-year-old. We do get a got it, dude, before she walks out of the room. Michelle, what are you doing in here? 
What are you doing over here? Is this what you do every day when I leave for school? Sneak in here and play with my toys? Every day. school because I'm not taking my class picture with this thing on my nose. She can't tell anyone I'm home. Pinky swear? Pinky swear. Okay. Now, you have to do me a favor. Go downstairs to the kitchen and get me something to eat. And if anyone asks who the food is for, you say nobody. Got it? Got it, kid. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is bleh, really disgusting. <laughs> Michelle's down in the kitchen. There's that little kid table. Those are the biggest jars of peanut butter, and it looks like it could be grape jelly. And I get it, she's free. She's not using a knife to make this. But, oh my goodness, it's... The jelly is literally all over that table. Oh, there's no way you're going to be able to clean that. Even once it dries, it's still going to have a sticky film all over that table. And it's just she's using her her little baby hands. Uh, I, I would not eat that sandwich. You could pay me to eat that sandwich. Oh, I see. She's taking one hand of grape, one hand of some uh, peanut butter and just rubbing it together and rubbing her hands on the bread. Ew. It's a close-up shot with a camera. We can see the label on the peanut butter says crunchy peanut butter. But the camera gets really close just watching her with this ooey-gooey mess. I wouldn't even want an adult to make me a sandwich this way. It's just, oh my gosh, the table, it is like literally covered. Like you would have to take a scraper and some cleaner to go. You know what? On second thought, just throw the table out. There's no saving it. Yes, there he is. Joey's been down in his basement apartment while Michelle's making a discussion. Uh, PB and J for stuff. Only she feels like now that she's put the two. How many pieces of bread is she using? Because now she's putting the PB and J mixture on the outside of the sandwich. That's not how that works. But don't want to waste the PB and J. Like, yeah. Why would I just want it on the inside of the sandwich? Let's coat the other side of the bread too. Oh my goodness, now she sticks her hand in her mouth. Uh, ugh, okay. <laughs> Let's move to Joey, get in here and clean this mess up. Oh yes, and of course she's like, mm, I'm a good cook. <laughs> what would Gordon Ramsay say about that sandwich? I would really like to know. <laughs> yes, I'm sure she did just eat breakfast along with the whole family. Of course, she follows Stephanie's directions. She says, this isn't for me. And Joey says, okay, well, who is it for? It's for no. And she turns back on the sandwich. It's for nobody. <laughs> yeah. And then she picks the sandwich up, turns, because she's going upstairs to deliver it to Stephanie. You just see a gob of grape jelly just fall to the floor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Of course, Joey's got to, <laughs> oh, that Michelle.
always up to something. He must really think it's funny because he turns his head away so like, oh, as the can as the uh now we're gonna go upstairs and oh my goodness Michelle's brought that PB and J mess with her to that wooden table upstairs. <laughs> Stephanie is just holding it by the crust corner saying Michelle, the sandwich is inside out. I thought Stephanie was just going to, like, drop it on the floor. Like, ugh. No. No, no, no. Michelle, look at her fingers. You're supposed to say thank you. <laughs> oh. Clean that kid up. Oh, we hear Joey calling from down the hall. Michelle! And... Stephanie's like, no, Joey's not supposed to know I'm here. So she goes and hides in the closet. It's like, your bag is visible on the floor. You don't think he's not going to see that? Oh, she's bringing the, ugh. She's bringing the PB&J. And it's just one slice of bread, apparently. <laughs> Bring it into the closet with her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Roll a paper towel. Much more than that. He's like, Oh, Michelle, you're gonna make such a mess. And she says, Too late. <laughs> Did he clean up the mess downstairs first? Uh, I can't remember. Is Comet there? Comet's in the family already, right? I mean, he'd be a puppy at this point, but. Oh. Well, dogs like PB and J, I'm sure. I know they like peanut butter. Speaking of Comet, <laughs> that's right. Because he goes over to the closet where Stephanie's hiding and takes that sandwich. I forgot about that. Comet looks like he's at least four to six months old at this point. He is no longer a young eight-week-old puppy. You can clearly see when Comet leaves, Stephanie is sitting cross-legged inside that closet. And Michelle says, hey, doggy, that's for nobody. She runs after him, so Stephanie's been caught. Yup. So Joey pulls back the closet door, and she's like, oh, hey, Joey, I'm just checking out my uh, new glow-in-the-dark shoelaces. And he's like, no, 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 out, out, out. Yeah, he knows why she's staying home. I mean, but, of course, she's going to pull, <laughs> she's going to pull that guilt card. Joey, you already broke my nose. <laughs> what did I ever do to you? All I ever did was love you. <laughs> yeah, she's pulling that guilt card so hard. He actually asks her, Steph, why aren't you in school? Well, gee, Joey, it might be because of that splint on her nose, but I don't know. Yeah, she says... You already broke my nose on TV. Don't make me go to school like this. Like, kid, you gotta go. I mean, my goodness. I'm sure next year's picture day will go absolutely without a problem. Fingers crossed. Oh my gosh, she is really twisting those screws. Now you're gonna make me be teased for a whole year? Sweetie, he's not doing anything. That's the kids. That's the kids doing that. And that's their problem. Uh, she's like, what did I ever do to you? All I ever did was love you. And he's like, oh my, you don't have to ever go to school again. And they hug. So, yeah, I think Jesse's... That's right. Jesse and Joey have their advertising, you know, 
job that they do in Joey's basement apartment. Where's Jesse been this whole time? So when Jesse comes up and he sees Stephanie, like, Stephanie, what are you doing here? Almost like, you know you're supposed to be in school. Why aren't you there? Like, we just saw you walk down the street to your bus. We saw the bus drive off. We assumed you were in the school bus. <laughs> so Joey is... You know, siding with Stephanie, like, come on, Jess, look. She's embarrassed. She's got the nose splint on. She doesn't want to be teased. Really, let's just let her have a day to heal and everything. And you know that Jesse, the king of excuse notes, the king of skipping school, uh-uh, he is not going to allow that. Jilly still wants to go along with it. Like, hey, look, we'll write her a note. Danny will never know. Hmm, this sounds familiar. Remember in season one, in fact, it was a season one finale, DJ t DJ's Day Off. Remember how she faked sick because she wanted to get Stacey Q's autograph? And Danny, of course, was out of town. He was at a surfing competition in L.A. So Jesse and Joey are like, hey, don't worry. Danny's out of town. He's never going to know. It'll be fine. Come on, guys. You you learn from your mistakes, or at least I would hope that you would have at this point. She's got to go to school. She can't just stay home whenever something humiliating happens to her. I mean, if I, I did that growing up, I probably never would have. I would have missed so much school. So he, Jesse tries to level with her, like, hey, Steph, look, you are only in the second grade once. Hopefully. You don't want to miss out on this. You, there are no do-overs when it comes to a whole class picture. But I don't understand why they do that. And I mean, this is clearly going to be separate from individual pictures. I mean, it must. I, I remember having an elementary school yearbook when I was in, like, first grade. There were individual shots of kids. I don't think there was... At least none of the classes that I were in didn't have a whole entire class, my class, with my teacher. I don't believe so, anyway. And he's saying how, oh, a class picture is something you can treasure forever now if you miss that. I'm thinking, she's in second grade. There are going to be many more opportunities to have pictures taken. It's not like she'll forget what she looks like when she was eight years old. That just doesn't happen. Yeah, that still is not going to motivate Stephanie to go to school. Like, you know what, I, I, I can sacrifice that. I think I'll be fine. Uh, he says, let me put it another way. You're going to school. <laughs> Joey. Jesse knows how to take care of a situation. Like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. Whereas Joey, of course, because he was the one involved with the whole Mr. Egghead thing, which lead led to Stephanie's nose being broken. He, he is, yeah, he's just going to let her get away with it because he, he still that guilt. And Jesse eventually is going to have to say, like, Joey, you need to let this go. It was an accident. It happened. But you can't let this kid walk all over you and guilt you because you feel bad. And you're trying to make it up to her. Yeah, she says, but she picked up her bag and her her sweater and says, but I'm not going to smile. Again, Joey's like, oh, this is all my fault. And 
Jesse says, well, yeah, it is. And Joey says, well, thanks for the pep talk. And finally, Jesse is like, Joey, you need to grow up. And you need to get over this. Because you're not helping yourself or Stephanie move on from this. So he tells Joey, seriously, you need to stop wallowing in your guilt because it's not helping anybody. And he also says, hey, you're a comedian. You know how to make people laugh. And I know a little girl downstairs who could definitely use a laugh right now. And Jesse says, okay, are you going to go downstairs and take care of business? Or are you going to stay up here and wallow? And Joey just lays on Stephanie's bed. Just give me five minutes to wallow and I'll be good. Oh, stay up here and wallow in your self-pity. He's been doing that for a whole almost 24 hours. Who I know could use a laugh. 
Are you going to go down there and take care of business, or are you going to stay up here and wallow in your self-pity? Just give me one more wallow. Okay, so we are going down the hallway in Stephanie's school, which is interesting because this little section with the water fountains in the corner there, this seems like this was also the same area for when Michelle started, you know, her first day of preschool and all that stuff. It just looks like they used the same area or same set for it. So, when Stephanie and Jesse get to the door, the door to the classroom opens and Joey is there, which they're surprised to see him. Like, Joey, what are you doing here? Like, oh, I'm just, um, helping, you know, the class. Come on, Steph, let's go get that class picture taken. And Stephanie just pleads, like, please, do I have to do this? I'm gonna be, feel so silly. And Joey says, you're not going to feel any sillier than anyone else. He says, you're not going to look any sillier than the rest of the class. So this is sweet. He go They go in there, and even the teacher, along with the kids, are wearing the Groucho Marx glasses with the nose, mustache, and the thick caterpillar eyebrows. Stephanie's just beaming. She's so happy. All right, great. And Joey's got a pair for Stephanie as well. And she gives him a kiss after he gives her the glasses. And she says, thanks, Mr. Egghead. She gives Jesse a kiss and says, thanks, Professor. Aww. Eh, yeah, I can understand. They'll probably end up going in a different direction, looking for another person to play Mr. Egghead. Or they just scrap the show altogether. Say, you know what? Let's try something else. Maybe that's how... The Ranger Joe show is later. Well, no, wait, no, because it would be Ranger Roy, and which apparently was going on for years before Ranger Joe came around. And Jesse tells Joey, Joseph, this is one of the stupidest ideas you've ever had, and one of the best. Thanks. Good job, man. Aww. I, okay, I don't like the shirt that... Jesse is wearing at all like ugh. so they take one picture with the funny goofy glasses on and then they take the real one without the glasses on and then they kind of have to prod Stephanie to take her glasses off she's like oh okay what the heck she's actually standing next to Walter I love how Joey and Jesse kind of nod at Stephanie like, okay, come on, you had your fun, take the glasses off now and take a real picture. Joey puts on his goofy glasses and does a Groucho Marx routine. I guess that one girl who's been in a handful of uh, uh, episodes as Stephanie's classmate isn't in this episode. Well, she's in the episode, she was in the Mr. Egghead segment in the audience, but she's not in the class picture. Again, those kids look so bored. Joey, what are you doing here? Waiting for Steph. <coughs> Come on, everybody's ready to take the class picture. Do I have to? I'm going to look so silly. Not going to look any sillier than the rest of the class. Take that picture. 
Thanks, Mr. Reagan. Thanks, Professor. Joseph, this is one of the stupidest ideas you've ever had. And one of the best. Good job. Okay, everybody, one, two, three, smile. And then one jumping one. Everyone say the secret word, and of course that word would be, uh, well, uh, cheese. All right, so that is the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Best outfit, of course, like I said, Joe, uh, Joey, uh, I can get the names messed up. Jesse's light blue blazer, or suit jacket, whatever you want to call it. Definitely. And then I, I did like Joey's kind of a, it's kind of a plumish purple jacket that he had on at the end of the episode. Because Dave Coulier is a big hockey fan, of course, especially, you know, Red Wings, because Dave Coulier grew up in Michigan, where I believe he currently still resides. And also, worst outfit, I want to give it to Stephanie with the white shirt with the black suspenders. I just really wasn't a fan of that. And then also the shirt that Jesse was wearing was kind of, it was black, but it had like, not polka dots, but some other small white design on it. And I just mm, didn't care for it. Tanner Teachable moment for this episode is going to be... In regards to Joey and Stephanie together, look, accidents happen, but don't get wallowed down and, you know, by either guilt or just... Well, Joey honestly was the one that was feel feeling guilty, like, it's all my fault. And, and Stephanie just, I, I get, you know, her feeling self-conscious about, you know, she was being teased for a whole school year because she sneezed in a picture. Like, I couldn't have done one, you know, maybe when it comes to class pictures, have at least maybe one extra do-over, just in case. But I, I get where she was really worried, especially, you know, a splint on her nose. I mean, that's got to be embarrassing. But, I mean, everyone was there. They saw that it was an accident. You know, I didn't, I didn't think anyone was going to tease her for that. I mean, she got hurt. But just, yeah, don't, uh, listen for Joey, don't, don't blame yourself, but it was an accident and it happened and you need to move on and don't, <laughs> also don't let a little kid make sandwiches like that. Uh, observe kids if they're gonna, if they want to learn how to make food, that's great, but they don't supervise them, make sure they're not, you know, kids are going to make messes. That's just what they do. Just hang out there with, always have paper towel and uh, cleaner on hand, I guess. I know, the Tanner Teachable one for this episode really wasn't really the greatest. Uh, oh, oh, um... Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, the other Tanner Teachable moment could definitely be Danny with that ticket. Pay the ticket. Don't fight it. Just pay it and be done with it. You don't need to go to court to fight it. Why? I mean, in regards to something minuscule, like, oh, they pulled me over because I did an illegal lane change. He went straight. So, if that means that 
that lane would have been cut off because it's a right turn only lane. That means that you're going to be interrupting traffic that's on the left side of you going straight. Yeah, you can't do that. You can always clean your buttons on your radio when you... Who uses the radio anymore? When you get home. That's not something you need to be doing at a traffic light right then and there. There. That's my Tanner Teachable moment. Alright, for next week's episode, I will be jumping ahead to Season 5 with Episode 13, Easy Rider. This will be a Joey and Michelle episode. Which aired December 3rd, 1991. Michelle decides that she wants to learn how to ride her two-wheel bike without training wheels. She asks her dad for help, but he has to spend the day with co-star Vicky so that they can plan their week. However, all they can talk about is the kiss they shared the week before. Meanwhile, Joey offers to help Michelle learn to ride, and she agrees, but he uses the classic technique of letting go, and Michelle falls into a bush. She yells at him and says she can't trust him anymore, so when they get home, Joey is bold. Okay, this person is going way into the plot. Uh, okay, so <laughs> we're going to move ahead to... The second plot in the episode, which is Jesse and Becky decide to take the twins on their first car ride. A spontaneous one, but after two hours of packing up and getting prepared, spontaneous. It's not exactly the word to describe their trip. Well, you got twins, they're babies, you're definitely going to want diapers. I The fact that they're packing, like, what if it rains? What if it, like, is too hot? What if... It gets windy. What if, what, you know, I get it that cell phones weren't around. We didn't have our weather apps to check the weather, but you could just step outside. I mean, where exactly are they going on a road trip? They have babies. I don't think you're going to want to make the car trip that long. I'd say maybe, what, an hour each way? Just drive around the bay, I guess. Also, I didn't do the DVD box description or the case description, so I'll do that now for Mr. Egghead. This one actually was creative. I liked it. One job. Scrambled. Joey's tryout for the role of TV's Mr. Egghead turns into a shell a shell of a mess. That is creative. Sometimes they're kind of, you know, they're either yeah or nay. This one I liked. I liked this one. So, also, if you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet and you'd like to, you can leave a review for the podcast, show some support, go to iTunes, leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.